what's up, everybody? Welcome to The Cut. Sean Christian Randy here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. It's the last Monday night game of the regular season. I have my dynasty playoff hopes hinging on Kyle Rudolph and Kirk Cousins. I don't know how I feel about that, but Randy, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I don't have my dynasty playoffs hinging on tonight, so I'm really happy, even though I made a bad call not playing James White. Yeah, Ooh. well, it didn't matter. Yeah, I'm still a jerk. <laughs> Christian, what about you? Uh, well, your dynasty playoff hopes also hinge on my team because if they I beat do. if I beat Seth tonight, yeah, I have uh, two ways to get in. If Chris Carson puts up what is it, thirty one? Less than that. I'm down. Well, I have Carson and the Minnesota defense. That's right. I forgot you had four. <laughs> so if Carson goes <laughs> off, the Minnesota defense is going to suck. What, but what strategy by you? You're down twenty. You're down twenty six. Yeah. So. I mean, if Carson gets 27 and Minnesota gets zero, you're good to go. Uh, I think it can happen. Sneak into the A spot. I still have no idea how I'm guaranteed a spot and you're not. I really don't understand what happened. Well, it's because you look at the guys I've had to sit the last two weeks. I mean, I got T.Y. Hilton for a game. I I haven't had Juju for two weeks. Yeah, I guess. I did not not see this at the trade deadline. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't expect all my receivers to get hurt at once. Yeah. And yeah. David Johnson to be a shell of himself. Anyway. All right. So, uh, as always, if you'd like to support the pod, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Like and share us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Cut FFL. And check out the website for more content www.officialcutpod.wordpress.com. And subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all your support. Uh, we're just going to go through a quick week 13 recap in this episode. Uh, But before we get started, Randy, why don't you read the review that was left for us? All right. Uh, Review of episode week. I'm not quite sure if we're doing more than one a week. (laughs) But review of the episode. uh, It's titled, Not as Mediocre as You Might Think. Surprising, I guess. Uh, (laughs) uh, The comment is, I originally started listening to this podcast strictly because Christian Williams was involved. I guess that's probably no one ever. Yeah, I don't know why. That might have been sarcastic, but I love it either way. (laughs) <laughs> but I now i genuinely enjoy listening to the podcast it is as advertised the best mediocre fantasy football advice i've ever heard god that yeah. sounds like such a backhanded compliment it is <laughs> but we did it to ourselves hey that's our brand man yeah right. that's, that's who we are as people yeah. uh big thank out thank you to kodiak 394 fake thank out, out thank you thank out, out kodiak 394 yes exactly appreciate your kind <laughs> words and Hope to yeah. get uh, more and more of these as maybe episode. I really don't know what we're doing. <laughs> again, again, leave us a review. Tell us what you want us to talk about. If you want us to talk about something over another thing, or if you just don't want us to talk, if you want us to just quit the show, we can do that too. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the week 13 recap. We're going to go through the top 10 at each, each position. Uh, and then we'll talk about a couple guys that disappointed. Uh, we'll start with the quarterbacks and something no one saw coming. The Sunday night game, Christian sit of the week, which was very warranted. Deshaun Watson, uh, pending the Monday night game, had, and pending Kirk Cousins' you know thirty-eight point performance, uh, ends up being the number one quarterback on the week. Eighteen for twenty-five, two hundred thirty-four yards, and three touchdowns. Um, I think this probably showed more than anything else is that if you had any worries about Watson, you can just kind of throw them out the window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to defend yourself there, buddy? No, no. I, I, I mean, like Sean said, it was warranted. It was the Patriots. 
But, I mean, they came out. They had a game plan. It worked. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins had a passing touchdown in this game, um, which isn't something that you expected to see. But Watson I didn't was, see it. I'm going to be honest with you. I went to bed at 945. Nice. It wasn't a very good game to watch until the, very late when James White just put the team on his freaking back uh, on Randy's bench. But, yeah, Watson was awesome as he is. So I don't have anything to defend myself with. No, they, they weren't able to run the ball with Hyde, which was my set of the week. And, uh, I mean, I didn't expect uh, this kind of domination that they showed, but. It was hard. I really just didn't think he's going to have this many bad games in the year. Gets the Denver Broncos at home week 14 for the first week of the fantasy playoffs. I think you feel pretty good about that. Moving on here, number two is um, he's a guy that you expect to be in the top five every week, but it hasn't happened. But Aaron Rodgers finds his way back in 21 for 33, 243 yards and four touchdowns in the snow. I think he thought that. Uh, Metro Life Stadium was uh, Lambeau Field. I mean, <laughs> the snow, it, it makes sense. It, it does make sense. He was phenomenal, uh, as he has been. I think he has the best interception ratio this year, um, or interception percentage this year. He's down under one right now, which is, hmm. I mean, Tom Brady's at pretty close to second best with like 1.2. The dude's just playing at – one of his best levels in the past few years. So, And this is with guys like Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Allison. Now, I know that Ad- Devontae Adams caught two touchdowns, but Lazard had one, and um, well, Mercedes Lewis had the fourth. Like he's, I mean, he's doing it with guys that you don't really expect to be doing it every week. So he's, he's someone that, yes, I mean, he's probably a safe start. But I mean, you look. You take a look at his matchups. Um, the next couple of weeks, he's got Washington. Who, yeah, I mean, you're obviously going to play him there. But then Chicago and at Minnesota for the fantasy championships. Like those aren't two great matchups. But you're. I mean, you're still probably starting him regardless. I mean, we had a a third string QB just dominate the air through the Bears. I mean, I'm really yeah. not super worried there for Rodgers. Let's move on here. Uh, number three, this dude is going to end up winning people fantasy championships. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. He had he 27 for 39, 365 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. And he gets the Jets on the road, the Giants on the road, and the Bengals for the three weeks of the fantasy playoffs. If he's still on waivers, you have to go get him because you probably can start him. But you two don't have to go get him because I need him in our <laughs> uh Armchair football league playoffs. Oh, so well, uh, well, Sean, I, you could use him, I guess. You're I'm, I'm for sure going to go get him now that I don't need him. <laughs> well, if, <laughs> if I end up losing, which I think I need a few points out of Rashad Penny tonight, then I might be pretty high on the waivers because I've lost so many freaking weeks in a row. So I might be able to get him over you. I, trying I trying to rely on James Winston has just made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see his name on this list. How about this? Tom Brady uh, comes in at number four, 24 for 47, 326 yards, one interception, three touchdowns, and a lot of yelling at his receivers in the first half. Dude, it, it's amazing he even finished this high. Yeah. Thank like, you, James White. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It, 
And Edelman. I mean, yeah, but the, our, God, Randy, they they just started double teaming Edelman everywhere. It was, I mean, it's smart. I mean, Nikhil Harry hasn't done anything. Myers isn't more than a slot guy. I mean, they got no Sanu didn't do anything. Sanu dropped a fourth down ball that was very very catchable. Yep. Which is why I think I th- I want to say that's when Brady stormed off the field and started screaming at his receivers. Yep. Um, it's funny listening to people talk about that interaction though, and how they say he's he's just so competitive and that's he cares so much. Whereas if other people do it, they criticize. I guess that's what you get when you're Tom Brady and you have two full hands full of rings almost. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And his next three matchups home for Kansas city. Um, ah, crap. I lost this week 15. I had it here <laughs> at, at Cincinnati. That's what I thought. And home for Buffalo. That Buffalo matchup is kind of gross, but those for those, those next two, you can probably start them at least as a QB two. Uh, yeah, he's probably we- going to be top 10 these next two weeks. Honestly, yeah, moving on here, welcome back, Jared Goff. 32 for 43, 424 yards and two touchdowns. I think this is more of a product of playing Arizona. I mean, he gets Seattle, Dallas, San Francisco the next three weeks. I'm not starting him. I'd start him against Seattle. That's it. Yeah. Well, let's see how tonight goes with Kirk Cousins, and we'll, we'll go sure. from there. It's going to go great, Randy. <laughs> You number s- number six. This is the second week in a row that Christian's boy Mitch Trubisky has been top ten in fantasy. Twenty nine for thirty eight, three hundred thirty eight yards and three touchdowns. Added a pick, twenty four fantasy points. The Trubisky show is back on and in Midway. It's probably not. Um, it's it's probably just the fact that he played Detroit and he played the Giants last week. Anyway, um, he gets Dallas at Green Bay and Kansas City. You're not starting him. Uh, you might start him against Kansas City. Maybe against Green Bay, too. if you're putting Mitch Trubisky out there in your fantasy championship, yikes. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd definitely rather roll with Fitzpatrick. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. Uh, number seven, Carson Wentz, 28 for 46, 310 yards, three touchdowns, added a pick. Randy started the week, but let the record show that I went to go type in Carson Wentz when I added my starts of the week and didn't realize that Randy already had him. Um, he gets the Giants at home at Washington and home for Dallas to his three playoff weeks. He's got his weapons back. I think he can still and finish the year um, with three solid performances. 100%. Yeah, I dropped him in a league on accident. And by uh, on played, accident, I mean stupidly. I played James Winston. <laughs> I played James Winston over him in a league this week. I'm still going to win, but I, I obviously could have racked up more points with uh, Wentz. I won't make that mistake again. Thank you, Jameis. Uh, number eight uh, was Thursday night. Josh Allen, 19 for 24, 231 yards and a touchdown. Added 10 rushes for 43 yards and another uh, and a rushing touchdown. 22 fantasy points. But he gets Baltimore at Pittsburgh and at New England. Like That may be the toughest fantasy playoff schedule you could be looking at. I I would probably pivot if there's another option that you can get. That that just scares me to no end. See, but the Cowboys matchup was supposed to be tough for him, and he ended up a top ten quarterback. I I don't think you can yeah, pivot but, away but, from. Dem- but Denver's defenses aren't. Or I'm sorry, Dallas's defense isn't Baltimore's or Pittsburgh's or New England's. 
I think Dallas's defense is similar to Pittsburgh at the very least. The thing is, is Josh Allen has so much rushing upside that he, I mean, he's been on this list every week we've done it. So yeah. I, I would hesitate to pivot. I, I get where you're coming from though. I mean, those matchups suck. Yeah. yeah I don't know if it's me. I'll be looking for somebody else. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next guy. I, I, I mean, I was assuming Randy would chime in, but I, <laughs> oh, I agree. Man. What do you want from me? <laughs> uh, I, 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 this makes me want to scream. The fact that Kyle Allen is number nine, 278 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, 22 yards and a touchdown. Like, what? Like, you couldn't have done that two weeks ago when you played Atlanta at home, but you've Agreed. done it at New Orleans. And I mean, Washington is Washington, but you did it at New Orleans and Washington the last two weeks. And you couldn't have done it two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, we failed to add in the, the crucial fumble on the last play of the game, though. Yeah. What was he doing? Kyle Allening, man. That was I, so bad. So when I made him my start of the week and then he just put up the atrocity of a game, you guys came back and or you specifically, Sean, said, are you even touching Kyle Allen the rest of the year? And Randy said, no. Oh, no, you I'm can't. Not I, I, don't care. I don't care if he's not a back-to-back week. You still – you can't. You can't trust him. Well, I, fair, but, I mean, are you trusting Kyle Allen or Mitch Trubisky the rest of the year? I think you can find a better option than both of them. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> I mean, I, were... I get what you're saying, but I don't think a lot of people are just, if you're in the playoffs, you're not deciding between Mitch Trubisky and Kyle Allen. Exactly. Yeah, I'd probably go Andy Dalton over both of those guys. All right, uh, moving on here. Uh, number 10, I think this is somewhat of a surprise. Uh, we were kind of scared of it going in, but Dak Prescott, 32 for 49, 355 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. 25 yards rushing, 21 fancy points. But, I mean, looking at it from a strict like team performance, Dallas looked awful. Um, Prescott still, I mean, he put up that one of those touchdowns on the first drive of the game, and they could not get anything going after that. He gets the, the Bears on the road, home for the Rams and at Philly. I don't want to start him next week. You can probably play him in those last two, but I, I don't want to start him against the Bears. Uh, I, I, he's like Josh Allen to me. He's been on this list every week. We've done it pretty close at least. Um, but, and, I, and I get that. Uh, I don't know, man, but, <laughs> but Josh Allen, I can almost guarantee you will get a rushing touchdown every game where, where Dak, Dak doesn't do probably, that. Yeah, exactly. And if Dak could shut down through the air, like Randy said, he, I mean, he hasn't been adding much with his legs. No, I, I mean I'm at least I'm at least sitting him next week. Uh, if I can find another yeah. option, I'd I'd much rather play Fitzpatrick over him. Agreed. Yeah. All right, let's move on to running backs. Like you look at the like, are you kidding me with this top ten? <laughs> Before we get into the stats, let me just say some names that show up here: James White, Darius Geis, Christian Raheem of the week, Mostert, Miles Sanders, Duke Johnson. Like what? Anyway, Devin Singletary too, dude. Let's hey. get, let's get these. Yeah, on, I think Terry is a little bit different. But anyway, James no White, 14 carries for 79 yards, caught eight passes for 98 yards and two touchdowns. When I went to bed at halftime of this game, he had done nothing. What happened? Uh, uh, they were down, and he was the only one open. Yeah, but, I mean, even in a little bit in the first half, like 
he started getting those carries and they realized that he's actually getting some yards on like other backs. Like Burkhead was getting shut out a little bit. Mm, not really. Both him and Sony were getting off six plus yard carries all game. So Sony was doing doing well, but they kept James White out there. Normally they don't hand him the ball fourteen times. No, yeah, that, that number is high. The actually I'm pretty sure at least seven of these were late in the third, fourth quarter, just because he was the only one allowed out there at that point. They're I mean, just, he's never. We're I mean, throwing. Yeah, I mean, we're looking like looking at his carries totals. He's he's only topped over six once before this game. He had nine carries in week nine against Baltimore. But I mean, two, five, two, five, two, six, one, three, four. Like that's not who he is. He's 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 the receiving back. So I I, I struggle to think that he's going to continue to do this. But obviously, if if you have him, you're probably flexing him still. And I, I mean, I'd be okay with that, but I don't think he's anything else. Really um, quick though. If you take away all 79 of his yards, he's still the RB one because of what he did through the air. Yeah. <laughs> I crazy. mean, anytime you have eight catches for uh, you yards and two touchdowns. Chris Carson yeah, Chris, yeah. a knee to the helmet. He's oh, down right no. now. Guys, listen, I'm a little behind watching the game. Streaming it on my phone. Moving on here. Uh, <laughs> we'll keep you updated uh, when they come back from commercial. But Darius Geis, Christian started the week. Uh, 10 carries for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Added three, uh, two receptions for eight yards. I, I, the, what scared me about Geis coming back is the fact that Adrian Peterson was still there. But obviously this game showed that it doesn't matter. Uh, Geis has now had 10 carries in back-to-back games. Gets Green Bay next week, Philly, and the Giants. I would argue that you could probably flex him at worst. Yeah, he's not going to be this productive. He's not going to average 12, over 12 a carry, but yeah. I still think he's flex-worthy. This this kind of reminds me of the Devin Singletary to start the year. Gets yeah. very limited touches and explodes. Hey, guys, you know who's not going to do this again? Raheem Mostert. <laughs> 19 carries for 146 yards and a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I'm, 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 let me just, 19 carries. So, so let me just talk. Seven Coleman at five. Yeah. So, uh, we, we got a notification come through Sleeper. I don't know if you guys got it as well. Raheem Mostert is. Leading the league in yards per carry since the start of 2018, which makes sense because he doesn't get that many touches. But if you take the stats across Coleman, Brita, or him, he leads in every single category, which I think is absolutely insane. Raheem Mostert is their best running back. I know both, you're a Brita guy and you're a Coleman guy, but Raheem Mostert has been their best running back. It's no, insane. I don't. I disagree. I guarantee uh, he starts next week. That's just not true. That's ludicrous. That, yeah, right. that, that's a bad take. All right, moving on. Um, Derek Henry comes in at number four. At least this is the first like legitimate name in here. 26 carries for 149 yards and a touchdown. He's matchup proof. You're starting him every week. Um, I don't want to talk about him anymore because I'm sad. Uh, really quick, on. though. No, 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 this is a this is intriguing. 17 carries for 83 yards, added five catches for 22 and a touchdown through the air on a wide open wheel route. Um I think this showed that 
when Jordan Howard's not playing, Miles Sanders can be the workhorse, and Doug Peterson could look at him that way. Yeah, it shows you that Jordan Howard won't be there next year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they drafted Sanders. It was a second. He was a second round pick, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so I mean, they drafted him to be the guy. To eventually be the guy, and I think towards the end of the year, you're going to see it. Um, I'd be okay. I mean, obviously, pending Jordan Howard's health, but the Giants, the he's got. I mean, obviously, same schedule as Wentz. The Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. I, I'd start him. I mean. If Howard's out, he's basically a high-end RB2, I'd say, with this upside. And if Howard's in, he's at best a flex. I mean, yeah. he, he's been killing it through the air this year, but yeah. Number six, Duke Johnson. He only had nine carries for 36 yards, but obviously he's a pass-catching back, and he did it through the air, 554 and a touchdown. I don't see this happening again. I think this was the fact that the – the, the Texans took what was given to him at least early on. Um, I mean, he, they matched him up. They basically matched him up on a linebacker and um, uh, who was uh, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, on, a, on an edge rusher more than yeah. a linebacker. Exactly. To be so and and he and he just got by him and there's yep. no one around him because they ran Hopkins through the middle. So th- that's not. I don't think this is going to continue to happen. I don't see Carlos Hyde having the that 13 yard day like he had. So. It's just obviously something to keep an eye on. Um, gets Denver next week. I don't know. I, I'd be. I wouldn't want to play Johnson. Um, number seven is Elliot is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, another guy showing up from the Thursday night game. Twelve carries for seventy-one yards. Caught seven passes for sixty-six. The ten targets is what is what's uh, it, big to note for me. Is he he he's a he's a RB one if he's going to continue to get that passing work. Yeah, he, easily. Pretty much anyone is. But he hasn't. But the thing is, it's weird that he hasn't gotten it to this point. I mean, three targets, three targets, four targets the three weeks prior to that. Yeah, yeah I think with Zeke, I mean, this might be his upside now. Um, well, I, I said it before, something's up with that Cowboys offense. Yeah, Jason yeah. Garrett. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Zeke, he's a top seven guy, I think, the last two weeks. I'm pretty sure he was RB7 last week, too. I think this is what you're looking at, but you're still happy with that. I mean, you're not happy with where you drafted him, but it's too late to sulk around about that. Like, if you, if you have Zeke, you might be in the playoffs. I, he didn't carry you there like he has in years no. past, and that's. Yeah, I I will be kind of in spite of him in the league, and I have him in one league, and I'll be in the playoffs kind of in spite of him. But um, I had him and Carson. Yeah, you uh, know what? I, I made twenty dollars just for him playing this year, so that's that's good for me. <laughs> Number eight, Devin Singletary, another Thursday night performer, 14 for 63, caught three targets for 38 and a touchdown. Um, and he played his highest snap, highest snap count percentage of the year at 78. They eventually got to give this dude a bunch of touches versus a million years old Frank Gore. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really assume Gore is going to be on the team next year, but I guess maybe I didn't last year either. So maybe we just don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I, but I mean, Singletary is just really talented. Yeah, he's he's the back of the future. It's the yeah. same thing with Sanders. If they get cleared the way, this is what they do. Who do you like more in Dynasty, Randy? I know you uh, have both, so it doesn't matter. But who do you like more? Probably uh, Sanders. Sanders. I lean Sanders. I lean Singletary actually. I lean single. I only lean Singletary because it's Dynasty and his team's younger. I, the Eagles need to fix a few things. Yeah. 
Tackle him. Tackle him. They didn't tackle him. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Dalvin Cook, touchdown. I was hoping for a throw. Uh, moving on here, number nine <laughs> on the week, Todd Gurley. 19 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Caught one 20-yard pass. This, the the obviously the 20 touches is nice. Part of that could have been a product of the fact that they were just up the entire game on the Cardinals. He did have another 20-yard touchdown called back due to a penalty. I mean, what's his ceiling now? Like, like what are you expecting on a weekly basis out of Tiger Early? RB1. I, I think are it's you? the same thing as Zeke. Yeah. See, this is my thing, is I have to double-check his snaps from this game, but I know the last two weeks his snaps have been so much the majority, it's ridiculous. Last week he was 95% of the RB snaps. Yeah, I mean, his, his workload has increased, but they've needed it to. Yeah. Um, it's but, a surprise that the run first team that was great last year that didn't run first this year. Oh, they won a game when he ran first. <laughs> right. I, I do think it's a little bit of the matchup, a product of the matchup, but I, I, I look at him in the same light that I look at Zeke, I guess is you're not going to get what you drafted him to be, but I, I still think you're happy with his production each week. Yeah. And yeah. number 10 on the week. He's a Tampa Bay running back. He wears a two, but it's not Ronald Jones. It was Peyton Barber. 17 carries for 44 yards and two touchdowns. How disappointing is this Tampa Bay backfield? It's very disappointing. <laughs> like, you can't, like, I, they, oh, Ronald Jones is a starter, but no, he's not. No. And, and yes, I know that you guys had Leno Fournette in the number 10, but Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber actually scored more points. What so, was his? 18.4 to 18.1. That's what happens when you let Christian do the dock. I guess so. That's not what it said this morning. But, <laughs> it, it, I mean, they could have changed something. But anyway, like, looking at Peyton Barber, like, Christian, I know you're a big Ronald Jones guy. Like, not anymore. Sucks. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just assumed that when he had a breakout game and he had eight freaking catches, that they would lean more on the younger running back that has more talent. But Peyton Barber still seems to get the goal line touches, which is exactly why you should stay away from Ronald Jones. I fucking started him this week. Excuse we love you, friends. Bruce. Um, we, lo- we love you, Bruce. Yeah, whatever. But he feeds, he feeds the hot hand, man. He does. It, I don't think either of these backs are productive. It, well, that, but even starting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year. Right. Well, let's move on to wider receivers before Christian goes off the rails. <laughs> we were almost there. Anyway, um, number one, Devontae oh. Parker, seven for 159 and two. This dude has quietly been a very, very good receiver. Like, he's only had three weeks where he hasn't scored double digit fantasy points. And uh, one of those weeks, it was against new England. He had seven targets, but didn't catch anything. He's going to, he's going to be a guy that wins people fantasy leagues too. I mean, you can put him in the same, in, in the same breath as Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, you can't, you're not sitting him. Oh no, not a chance. I mean, he I gets, mean, again, the giant, the jets, the giants and the Bengals. Listen, I, I'm just I'm just happy my start of the week was wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good call on yours, Vine. Not so much. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a rough week for you at a couple spots, but it's all right. Oh. Yeah, thanks, Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Robert Woods comes in at number two, 13 catches for 172 yards on 19 targets. Like that's bonkers in a game that they were winning the entire game too. But apparently he's, he is literally allergic to the end zone. Like yeah. he, I, I, he had 19 targets and he didn't score. What? He, he doesn't get touchdowns unless it's like 20 yard plus. Because once it gets closer, it's girly yeah, tight ends and cup. Yards. Listen, man, score. everyone ate in that game. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know, except for Brandon Cooks. Well, I'm just glad he's walking around, man. <laughs> he's he's able to write. <laughs> he's taking so many hits to the head. Oh, God. Uh, nothing will beat that meme from the Super Bowl when he was yeah. just on the ground and Fortnite had just become a thing. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey comes in at number three, nine catches for 137 yards and a touchdown on 16 targets. He's just really good. Alshon Jeffrey's just a really good receiver that hasn't been healthy up until this point. And yes, it was the Dolphins, but he's Carson Wentz's first option. And, and it shows why, because Jeffrey's a good receiver. See, I kind of disagree. I don't, I think this production, he's a good receiver. But I don't think you can look at him and think, wow, top three receiver every other week. No, no, no. no, no. I'm not I just think he's a good receiver and he's Wentz's first option. Yeah, I mean, he's a product of volume I, and right. the ability to catch a ball. The thing is, is the Eagles don't have a, a guy that can step in. But if they did have a receiver that actually had hands, shout out Nelson Aguilar um, for not having those, I think anyone could step in in this offense and do what Alshon did this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean I, I get what you, you're saying, but you say that, but they haven't. No, the last yeah, two exactly. weeks with them gone. Right. It's because exactly. no one can catch. I mean, I don't know. Let's move on. I, I'm just happy that Wentz actually had somebody that wanted to catch a ball this week. That's great. Yeah, that's fair. Kenny Galladay, four catches for 158 yards and a touchdown on uh, five targets. I mean, obviously he's got the big play potential and my brother had been giving me some crap on Thanksgiving about how I told him to sit Marvin Jones. And if we if, let the record show, I personally said that Kenny Galladay was going to have a better day than Marvin Jones. I didn't say Marvin Jones wasn't going to score. So suck it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had to add that. I had him in two leagues. I sat him in one and started him in, in another in Dynasty because I didn't want to get burned in two places if he if yeah. he flopped. But, I mean, it sucks I, seeing that on your bench. In a, in a league that I was battling for first place, I was tied with, sec- I was tied with second place. I had made the, I made the decision about 10 minutes before that game kicked off to play him and sit Adam Thielen because I wasn't sure what would happen, and I'm feeling pretty good about that now. Um, with Thielen obviously being inactive. Number five on the week, Devontae Adams, six catches for 64 yards, two touchdowns on 10 targets. He's, I mean, there's not much to say here. He's going to be here every week. He, he's clearly Rodgers' guy, and that's all I can say about that. Yep. <laughs> Number six, Cortland Sutton. Now, there was some uncertainty going into this game with Drew Locke getting his first career start, but Sutton four for 74 and two touchdowns on five targets. One of the touchdowns was just an absolutely unbelievable catch. Um, I mean, Sutton's a stud. He's starting to have that second-year breakout that you see from usual wide receivers, and he's, he, I still think he's probably a weekly start just because he's going to get a ton of volume with really being the only guy there. Um, 
I don't even really want to talk about number seven. I mean, one of you guys can. <laughs> I mean, Anthony Miller, nine catches for 140 yards. Should we just skip it? No. I mean, he got 13 targets. In- yeah, but how many times are two Bears receivers? You talk about Mitch Trubisky. How many times are two Bears receivers going to finish in the top 10? Oh, not likely. But Miller's a flex consideration. He's been getting a lot and a lot more targets down the stretch here. And he seems comfortable with Trubisky right now. Well, he, he's finally healthy. I think. I think he's been <laughs> battling injuries since his rookie year. Yeah, like he was the guy I was expecting to break out, and I was like twelve weeks late. Number eight on the week, Cole Beasley, who single-handedly cost me my playoff hopes in the league. Six catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. I hate you. Um, <laughs> John Brown didn't really do much. I mean, he threw a touchdown pass, but that was about it. Um, Cole Beasley revenge game. That's all you can say about that. He's probably a weekly flex play just based on the PPR floor, but I don't expect a lot more of this. I think this was more of they wanted to get him the ball um, to kind of shove it to the Cowboys a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he was open, but yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, number nine, Allen Robinson, eight catches for 86 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. Dude's just really good, man. Yeah, and Mitch can actually hit him now. Yeah, right. Till next and, week. And then number 10, Julian Edelman, six catches for 106 and a touchdown. I didn't really know what to think about him, but obviously this is a good a good week. Um, he's still Brady's guy. I mean, those other receivers aren't good. Right now, I mean, maybe some. Well, there, there's two really, really young guys, and then yeah, some new didn't right. step up. Yeah, you guys got anything else to say about that? No, he he's a target monster, even in double team. He cost me a playoff spot. Be so, better. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have Chris Carson going against him too, and he's okay on the sidelines, I guess, but he's not going to play. So game over. I'm out of the playoffs. He's back in the game. Well, because yeah, it's in. on commercial. He's in. He he played. He's literally on the field in a replay. I'm, I'm looking at him. Listen, dude, I'm on commercial. <laughs> I know, but this play was two minutes ago. That's what I'm trying to say to you. You should have seen this play. <laughs> All right. You're probably right. Tight ends. Higby, Doyle, Gesicki, Witten, Waller, Jaden Graham, Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Caden Smith. And Dallas Goddard. Hey, hey uh, I would I would like to say we have our tight end starts of the week one, two, and five. So yeah, not bad. Yeah, hey, I didn't miss on all of them. I got <laughs> I got Darren Waller right at least. Jeez. I was I had like, a top ten in every position. I'm pretty happy here. That's solid, Randy. Yes, I I I would like to before we move on from receivers. Actually, yeah. let me just apologize for the Sammy Watkins call. I definitely <laughs> thought it was going to be more cl- closer to. Week one than the rest of the weeks. Sammy Watkins fucking sucks, dude. You can't start him ever again. Never again. Well, I this season, yeah. You could never probably again. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a rule like before this year to just never have him on my team. And then I broke that rule this year. As did I. It's cost me. As did I. I traded for him too. <laughs> and and yeah, I bet you felt really good about that after week one. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not not even – I I don't even know what to talk about here. Randy started the week, Tyler Hill – Christian's – I'm sorry. Christian started the week, Tyler Higby finished one. 
because it's the Cardinals. Never start him. Yeah. Ever. And um, everyone was getting targets and was yeah. open. Jack Doyle finished number two, six, 11 targets, which is good with no Ebron, but no T Y Hilton. So no telling if that's going to change or not. And then <laughs> I like uh, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey finished eighth. Yeah. The second Eagles receiver finished or second Eagles tight end finished in the top 10. Mark Andrews had six catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Like two of these guys got over a hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to say that this was a better week for tight ends. I mean, yeah. all of the top 10 at least had more than yes, three catches except about, for Andrews. You're talking Mike Gesicki, Jason Wilt- Witten, who was calling games last year, Jaden I mean, Graham, and Jaden yeah, Smith. Yeah. Smith did this last week too. Jaden Graham's the only one on here that were shocked, really. Everyone else has been somewhat consistent. I will great see this year. you're shocked. And raise you, Mike Gesicki. Gesicki's been top 10 the last like five weeks, man. Or close to it. He, I think he was 11th or 12th. But yeah. he, the reason he's doing so well is because Fitzpatrick is playing really well right now. Jaden yeah. Graham, it, he kind of looks to have taken over the, the Hooper role. But so Hooper did start to practice this week. Yep, so it doesn't matter with him. Toss that out the window. Same thing with Caden Smith. Um, I, I would assume that Evan Ingram's coming back soon, right? Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, they mean, might just sit him the rest of the year. I mean, why would you play him? Also, Daniel Jones, second in the league in turnovers. Who's no first? There. Jameis? Yep. <laughs> yeah, why was that even a question? Yeah, I, I knew I, the answer as soon as it came. Honestly, out. I, guys, I, I think Baker's still probably top ten, even though he's probably top been, three. Do you guys have been, any? It's been good for a few weeks now. So. Do you guys have anybody in your lineups that you were per- personally victimized by this week? I was personally victimized by George Kittle. Um, Hollywood Brown, Brown. two Ooh. catches for seventeen yards for George Kittle. Hollywood Ooh. Brown uh, hurt me, but didn't kill me, thankfully. But he tried. He tried really bad. Ten carries for thirty-two yards for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's R- Ronald Jones, Christian Kirk, Jameis Winston. Yeah, 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 that didn't hurt me as much as it could have. That that could have been really bad. Yeah, it, um, it, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman hurt me pretty bad, but as long as Penny scores, uh, never mind. I already won. Game over. Penny already scored that many points. Uh, so I don't care as much about that one personally. Nick Foles? Yeah, I think he hurt a lot of people. What the hell, man? And DJ Shark. I, I, I'll go DFS. I'd like, to, I'd like to firmly apologize to everybody about that. Like, I didn't expect that, man. Yeah. Like, John, come on. I mean, DJ Shark did nothing. Jonathan Williams did nothing. Uh, also, yeah. If they, if they would have, me and Christian would have won more than... 50 cents. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So Sam Darnold hurt me this week. Yeah, dude. What the heck? Aaron the Jones. Bengals? No. The Bengals? Yeah, dude. Hey. Sam Darnold was my quarterback start of the week. I definitely had a lot of faith in that guy this week. He played uh, the Bengals. Gross. Yeah. Aaron Jones, we didn't talk about. He killed me. Yeah. He He's going to continue to kill people, I think. Yeah. I think Devontae Adams being back absolutely kills his value. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my two quarterbacks for Dynasty and Baker and Darnold got me like a combined 17 points. 
Hey, that's all. So, and I still won somehow. I really don't understand how I'm winning games, by the way. All right, Christian. Chris Carson touchdown. All right. Did it happen? Yeah, or are you hoping? No, he scored. Oh, let's go. Eight-point game. Come on, Christian. Oh, I'm rooting for you, buddy. It's, a, it's an eight-point game? Yep, because the Vikings still have 11 for you. Oh, nice. I'm rooting for what? you, buddy. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you'll be hearing from us, obviously, again. We are going to be recording on Wednesday, so keep an eye on that. And we are going to be posting an article, uh, some playoff strategy for you. We'll give you some guys to take a look at. Um, not the obvious plays, um, like we talked about. We'll give you some guys that may be out there, kind of like a waiver article that you can use for this week of the fantasy playoffs. It's probably the quarterfinals for most of you moving forward to get yourself a fantasy championship. You can thank our mediocre advice for that. I'm sure you will. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with our week 14 preview, our starts and sists to get you ready for the playoffs. Uh, if you guys don't have anything else to add or anything, we're good. All right. For Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday. Go Chris Carson. We gone. <laughs>